0: Welcome to the Umbia yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. Hey there, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? I am doing well on this Friday, December 31st episode of the Umbia yeah Sports Podcast. We are closing out 2021 and heading toward 2022. Yes. Um, not... A lot to talk about today, but do have some important things happening as we close out the year. So the college football playoffs, they start today. Yes. Indeed. And we have Alabama taking on Cincinnati, correct? Yes. And then we've got Georgia taking on Michigan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we will see what happens in that game or in those games uh, heading toward the, the actual national championship
1: yeah indeed i'm interested to see if alabama can pull off a victory um i personally think it's going to be michigan or sorry i think it's gonna be georgia uh, alabama in the in the finals we talked about that with ray in a little bit but i wanted to talk about this because i want to get your take on it do you think alabama and, and georgia will move all the way or do you think it will be a little bit different and michigan or even cincinnati can pull it off say that again do you think it will be uh alabama michigan or alabama sorry alabama georgia or do you think michigan or cincinnati will end up Pulling off a victory. Mm, I think it's going to be
0: Alabama Georgia.
1: Yeah, you going with that? I think so. It seems more logical, especially because Alabama and Georgia have been dominating this entire year, other than the one upset win that uh, Alabama, or the upset loss, I guess, that Alabama endured earlier in the season. I want to see, personally, a rematch of the Georgia Alabama game uh, as the most important game. That'd be really fascinating to watch. I don't think Cincinnati stands that much of a chance against Alabama. I get um, John Meche, I think is injured in this game for Alabama, so he won't be there. But still, I think, I think I've, I said this on the podcast, I believe, but I think it's going to be like a seventeen point margin for Alabama and like a ten point margin for for Michigan somewhere in there. I think, or for Georgia, sorry. Uh, I think Alabama is going to be able to clean the floor with Cincinnati. It just they have they're such a better team than most teams in the entire uh, college football, um, even even in playoffs um i think the uh and then for georgia michigan i think that's gonna be a closer game uh personally that's why i said 10 points for this game yeah i, I think i think michigan could stand their own against georgia a little bit i think uh, offensively michigan stands a little bit of a chance they just got to get past georgia's destructive defense that they've put together but i think if they can keep it close um defensively against the offense of georgia then they can really stand a chance they've just got to capitalize uh, on the mistakes that Georgia can make we saw it in the Alabama game they were making mistakes and they had got off the got uh taken off the field quite a bit by Alabama's defense um so I think there's possibilities of some uh maybe even like a little bit of like a closer game now, I don't think uh Michigan's gonna actually be able to overthrow
0: Georgia but I think it's if they play
1: their cards right it could be an interesting game yeah well
0: I think we uh like I said I think we're heading to an SEC yeah championship rematch mm-hmm. I, I want that to happen that'd be really fun yeah well we won't have long to, f- to figure that out indeed as the games kick off here shortly um, so seattle the seahawks uh are continuing to uh to muddle through a disappointing year uh at least in terms of their fan base and yes. their expectations <laughs> um, the team looks very uh very little like it did back in the the heyday 14 13 14 15 run um, but two holdovers that still remain on the team are Russell Wilson and, uh, and Bobby Wagner, uh, but their days also may be numbered out there in the Pacific Northwest as well. Is, uh, is, is, the, is, the, is the era coming to a complete end, do we think, after this season? Will Russ and Bobby still be in Seattle? I think Bobby Wagner has a greater chance of leading Seattle after the season
1: than Russell Wilson does. Uh, I, I think Seattle, just for whatever reason, doesn't value the older players unless they're Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson's obviously a franchise-type quarterback. But Pete Carroll's saying there's not really a really need for a whole rebuild, to clean-a-house, and you know, all that stuff, and the owner also saying that. But in my opinion at this point, now is the best time as ever to do a sort of a rebuild year and get things going because he already got rid of – uh, K.J. Wright last year to the Raiders, let him go. If you're going to get rid of Bobby Wagner, I would try to get some type of draft choice or lower-end draft choice or something for him, even a player. Try to get something for him. Don't let him just go through free agency. Try to hold on to him. And even, I think, I mean, I think at this point it would be wise to get a quarterback. To sit behind Russell Wilson that you can trust long term. I don't think Geno Smith is that type of quarterback. We'll see, but I think they'll need to either draft a guy or try to find a guy in free agency to sit behind him because it just seems the coaching staff and the ownership is obviously not going to say that they're going to get rid of Russell Wilson. Um, but I just think that it's, I think we're nearing that time when uh, the team's going to have to go through a completely uh, new like a a rebuild reconstruction type thing. And we're going to see a completely different Seattle than we've seen uh, in years prior. But I think now is the best time as ever, because right now they have a five and 10 record. They're playing the lions. If they can't win against the lions, then it's kind of a scary future for them. But I think right now um, it just seems like if you watch sports news or anything, it just seems like uh, they're coming to that part. But I think Bobby Watter has a greater chance of leaving Seattle this season than Russell Wilson does. Because I didn't think KJ Wright would just leave like he did last season, but or this start of this season, and he's gone, so that's kind of a, a major injury to this team. And then if you lose Bobby Wagner, you're basically destroying the last key piece that you have on your defense because he's a leader, he's that guy that you can trust and he's reliable. Getting rid of him just basically starts to rebuild whether you want to or not. Yeah. So getting something out of him would be the best option if you're going down that route. And also, getting rid of, uh, get, trading Russell Wilson right now is the best time to do it. Because think about it the, the, the Bears could need a new guy. Uh, the 49ers, if Jimmy Garoppolo's time is numbered there and he's dealing with some injuries. Um, what's that? Oh, come on. Uh, the Saints, they're in desperate need of a quarterback. Yeah. You can get people right now, especially because they're going into the playoffs. And as they're trying to get that playoff push or even next season when they're getting a new coaching staff, uh, all this stuff that goes into play here, you can get some really good, a really good deal for us at this point. And We're just seeing that way. I mean, even with Russell's comments yesterday of, uh, I don't know if tomorrow or this week's game will be my last game in Seattle. I hope it's not. And he just kind of said that, even though the coaching staff is like, we're not really going to go through a rebuild, which leads me to believe there's more going on behind the scenes than they're letting kind of come to the media at this point. But if you're going to get rid of him and you're going to let that happen and you're going to go down that route, do it now because you're going to lose that opportunity. If Russell Wilson has another season like he had this year where it was a little bit down on the downspin, I don't want to overreact to anything because I think he, he's been also injured and there's more variables there. But if he has another bad season, that could injure his ability to be able to go to a different team as that high value. Going into this off offseason, I would think, if they're thinking ahead and they're ready to move on from these certain players, I think now is the best time to do it. Um, because I mean, because you could have someone come in, uh, Gina Smith could maybe start for a little while, get a guy behind him and then work your way back in. And I think a lot of Seahawks fans will be fine with that because after you come off a five and 10 season and then you're able to get, turn things around a little bit, get a few more wins and then kind of boost yourself up. That's going to be helpful. And also, like I mentioned before, Seattle likes to get a lot of veteran players, um, not two old players that have been there forever, but, uh, like Jamal Adams and whatnot, they could get a guy from a different team. Um, that could also lead you if they wanted to because I imagine they can get some draft choices and another quarterback do something like the Lions did with the Rams do a little quarterback swap something like that Uh, I think they'd be more than happy to do that and also Aaron Rodgers become available maybe a switch there a lot of stuff is uh open um and can be talked about and kind of looked into if you're Seattle and I think now is the best time as ever to do it and your fan base won't be too upset by that type of move especially after the season you just came off of
0: yeah okay Uh, Well, it'll be interesting. What is up next for the Pittsburgh Steelers? It looks like Big Ben is uh, thinking that maybe, uh, maybe this weekend's game at Heinz Field will be his last.
1: Yeah, he's he's looking. We we kind of knew that uh, a couple months ago, where the report came out that Big Ben's going to be retiring after the season, all that stuff. But. I mean, maybe Russell Wilson could be in the future of, of the Steelers. Mm. But uh, I think at this point, even them as an option you could get into and try to get some defense pieces and stuff. But, yeah, I, I think they they got some pieces behind them, some quarterbacks. Uh, Mason they've got, and then they also got, um, what's that guy from Washington? Oh, I can't remember his name. Don't know. Haskins, some of okay. that. Um and he's also kind of proven that he can have some success in preseason. So they've got pieces behind him because it seemed like they knew this would be going to be coming. Yeah. Um and and the, both of those guys have different skill sets and uh Ben has and they can both run and they've got like pretty good arms and they can they can do stuff and they've led the Steelers offense multiple times. So I don't think they're in desperate need for a new quarterback. We'll see. We'll see what they do in the draft and whatnot, but yeah, it's it seems like it's becoming to an end of an era, not for coaching staff. I think Mike Tomlin will continue to coach there. Doesn't seem like his job's in jeopardy anyway, but I think it's a good time to kind of get a new guy up in there because, well, like we mentioned at the beginning of the season, they've got basically a completely different offensive line. They've got Najee Harris. They've got Chase Claypool. They've got guys that are kind of rising stars and that can do good things for this for the league, and then also on the other side of the ball, they've got Cam... Uh, uh, Hayward and then they got uh, Watt and they've got different guys on the back end or in the front seven they can definitely make plays for you so they've got a good structure they just need to put a quarterback in there that can lead this offense in a skilled and professional way that can take uh, where Big Ben was at and then uh, move to the next level and so they're going to figure out who's the best uh, person to do that for them because I don't think they can rely exclusively on the run game for that long, Najee's a good running back but they need to also supplement some passes in there, so it'd be interesting to see exactly who they they decide to be the next guy up Um, I think there's going to be some interesting conversations going on next season, such as is Aaron Rodgers going to be playing next season if he is, will he go to the Steelers, will Russell Wilson be gone, he'll go to the Steelers a lot of moving pieces are going to be happening this offseason, so I'm excited to be able to cover that, but yeah, I think I think it's going to be interesting to see exactly where the Steelers go. I think it's going to be kind of the exact opposite of where they've been as far as their quarterback situation. I think they're going to go more high-powered offense, the ability to run out of the pocket, make plays outside the pocket on the run for the quarterback. I think that's going to be an important piece, especially after having, drafting a guy like Najee Harris and the defense piece that you have. You have the fundamental bones, the structure, to be able to support that type of quarterback, so they just need to to figure out who exactly the best guy is for that situation but i'm excited to see exactly how that shakes out because i always think it's interesting to see the next next guy come up for the Steelers. and i thought for, i think a lot of Steelers fans um knew that this was going to be coming to a close here eventually just because it seemed like big uh, uh ben roethlisberger was getting to the end of his career and getting to the point where they needed to uh, cycle someone new in there
0: yeah okay well you have a a post up on the site that says playoff picture, and it shows the uh, the current setup should the season end today. Yep. Um, and so just kind of recap it real quick. In the NFC side, we've got Green Bay with your number one seed. We've got Dallas with the number two seed taking on number seven seed Philadelphia. We have the number three seed, L.A. Rams, taking on the six seed, San Francisco 49ers. And then the four seed, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, taking on the Arizona Cardinals. And then on the AFC side, we've got Kansas City as your number one seed. We've got number two, Tennessee, against number seven, Miami. Ooh, look look at you, Miami, slipping in. Uh, We've got number three, the Cincinnati Bengals, taking on the number six, new england patriots and then the number four buffalo bills against the number five seed indianapolis colts so obviously we've got to get through what another two weeks here in the nfl before Mm -hmm. this becomes locked in stone and i think we could see some movement uh, maybe between now and then as well in terms of these seedings and these matchups what do you think
1: i definitely think that's possible i think afc is going to have a little bit more movement than the nfc i think the lower end of the NFC, there's like two spots that are not locked up. The 49ers could lock up one more of those spots with a win this week. So basically the NFC is set in stone. That's not going to move around all that much. What is going to move around is the AFC because only the Kansas City Chiefs have locked up a spot at this point. So all of those pl- all those teams could be moving up and down, some movement there. Uh, we'll see. So I think that a- 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 AFC is going to become the storylines uh, to follow as we get closer and closer to the playoffs because teams are going to be – uh, Fans are going to be wondering where their team's going to place, uh, who's going to make it in, all that stuff. But I think that's a pretty good representation of what we're actually going to be able to see come playoff time, those teams. Now, I think the position's going to be changing a little bit. Uh, It's possible that maybe the Tennessee Titans catch up, take the number one seed there to win the rest of their games, obviously. We'll see if the Tennessee Titans or the the Kansas City Chiefs have any more slip-ups or whatnot. But I think that's going to be really where the tension focuses on to uh, because the NFC, like I said, there's really no room for, for uh, movement. Yes. Some teams could fall down a little bit. We could see a little bit of a change there, but we will be seeing those core teams make it all the way through the other team that you could be seeing lead the playoffs for the a- um, AFC, which we talked about, I think uh, Wednesday is the possibility that the dolphins make it in or they could not make it in. It just depends because I have to look at the remaining uh, schedule and we'll talk about it again on Monday, but because we'll have a better idea. But yeah, I think the dolphins are an interesting team because if you look at who they've beaten and who they've lost to, they lost to a lot of good teams and they won against a lot of not so good teams. So it's it could be that they make it in, but not make it very far, or they could get forced out. Just like I mentioned, there's a lot of spots left over for the AFC to take advantage of. We'll see how that all works out because obviously the uh, Baltimore Ravens would be a favor to make that in there, but they're having their fair share of struggles and whatnot, but I'm excited to watch the AFC and then, figure out exactly who's going to be the favorite to make it in there because right now it's pretty up in the air.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we have got uh, some fun college playoff games to watch as we uh, head toward the national championship. So uh, we should get out of here. Listeners, thanks for listening. If you uh, haven't done so already, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you know when new episodes are up and available. Otherwise, we hope that you have a fantastic new year, that you stay safe. Don't do anything crazy. Don't do anything crazy. Enjoy that football talk soon yes yeah, yes yeah. god bless